Hello, and welcome to Monumental, where we sit down with entrepreneurs, leaders, visionaries, and big thinkers making monumental change. Here's your host, Evan Holliday. Welcome to Monumental. I'm your host, Evan Holliday, and on today's show, we have with us Chris Prefontaine. Chris, how you doing? I'm great, buddy. And for not asking me how to pronounce that, that was perfect. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, so a little bit about Chris before we dive in. Uh, Chris is a three-time best-selling author of Real Estate on Your Terms, The New Rules of Real Estate Investing, and Monica Sawyer's Real Estate Investing for Women. He's also the founder and CEO of SmartRealEstateCoach.com and host of Smart Real Estate Coach Podcast. Uh, he's been in real estate for over 30 years. Uh, they do a lot of deals uh, through their own company, and then they actually also work with and teach and coach uh, associates within their company that had helped do their own deals and um, help them grow their business. And so with that, Chris, let's just dive right into a little bit of your background and who you are and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so uh, thanks for dating me with the 30 years. That's a good reminder <laughs> for everybody. Um, I'll just fast forward through that. So early 90s, building homes, never built homes, but tied up with a partner and, and did kind of the financing and sales end. Bought a franchise in like 95-ish, a realty executive. So I had my broker hat on, had never done that. Uh, and then sold that ultimately to Coal Banker in 2000. That started kind of the more focused path to do my own investments and coach others. But then the uh, 2008 debacle hit everyone, not just me. And um, that forced us to not only have a big headache because banks came knocking on the door if you signed personally, which we did um, in hindsight, wrong move. So in, the, in hindsight also though, the good thing is that caused us to, to fix everything, re-engineer everything, fix it to be recession resistant, clearly not knowing that COVID was coming, but with the hopes that it could weather any storm, so to speak. And yeah. so we did that and we just buy things on, on terms now, which I'm sure we'll dive into, but that's kind of the, the fast history of what, where I came from. So high level, what, what got you into real estate? What, what got you excited about it? Uh, years ago, so I, I grew up in a family company, not real estate, but he would build his buildings. He had like four or five branches in a welding supply business, nothing to do with real estate, but he would build those buildings and then lease them back from his company to himself. So I kind of saw him doing the development of that. Yeah. And then of course, some of his friends as a result were in real estate. So I just always had a, a, an itch since I was younger. Yeah, that's interesting you bring that up. I've had that conversation with, with other business owners outside of, you know, direct real estate um, and, and how they basically, they're like, you know, I've had a CEO of a, of a larger company tell me, they're like, well, we're almost more a real estate company yeah. because they're able to, to basically lease from their own real estate holding company. Um, for all the different operations. Right? Yeah, exactly. Need that story, yeah. I love it. Um, well, that, I'm sure that was a, a, a great experience to have growing up. Um, and then so you, you kind of just dove right in and, and got into it with the original deals and then brokerage and then doing your own investments. Um, well, how 91 happened, okay, since you brought this up. So my father sold his company in 91, 90, 91-ish, and the new owners who took over, I had a few homes going, just like two. And my kids were like, whatever, one and two at that time. And so the new owners fired me after like, I don't know, a month. So I just did I wasn't made to be an employee, I guess. So they fired me and then I forced me to go full time. 
And, and at that time, I had heard an old, uh, the late Earl Nightingale, he's long past, but he had a tape that talked about the depression and a guy that put signs on people's lots without buying them, pre-sold them. So we did that. That's how we built a, a business of 50 homes a year. We put a sign out, wow. we packaged a home, everybody waited till the thing was sold and funded and closed at the end to get paid. It was an interesting model. Hmm. That is really interesting. Um, so fast forward to today, you're, mm. you're, um, you're coaching others, you're doing, what is it, 10 to 15 deals a month? We actually, that was pre-COVID. So we're hitting, we've tripled. March, April, and May all did 25 plus deals a month. Wow. Each one of those months. Walk me through that. How'd you, how'd you double, triple your deal flow? Well, okay, so here we are. We have uh, COVID hits and we have this event on April 1st, literally, when, when we're supposed to shut the office down that week. So we moved to virtual, of course, instead of having a live event. We only do two a year. Coming out of that, we shut the office down and said, okay, we built this to, to, to do this, right? After the 08, let's see. Like literally, yeah. I knew it would be easier to buy. That's a fact because sellers were going to be panicky. But I didn't know it would be easy, just as easy to sell still to the buyers that want to get in these homes because we do rent to own. And sure enough, yes, it, it, it weathered the storm from the seller side and the buyer side. And the transactions went through the roof because people need us more than ever now because banks are tougher to deal with, period. That's a fact, but we can debate that. It's hard to get a loan now. And so people need terms, they need rent to own, they need as a seller, lease purchase, owner financing. This, this is what's going on right now. And I don't see it stopping right now. Interesting, so, so walk us through your business model. You're, you're finding, is it off-market deals or, or wholesale deals? Um, so we primarily, there's, a, there's multiple answers, but the, but the primary model when we start anyone in any market, we're going to have virtual assistants seeking expired listings for rent by owner and for sale by owner. Those three criteria, uh, three niches yeah. will most of the time get you more than enough people that say yes to terms. You got to go talk. to them. And they're typically single family or, or do you do any duplex, triplex, fourplex? Mostly single. That's the model we teach, but because I've been at it so long, you can do this with anything. Evan. I mean, you literally, our office building, which I'm not in today with COVID, but our office building was bought on terms, owner financing, no banks, no personal signatures. So yeah. you, you can buy cars, plane, anything, but we do single families mostly. Yeah. Yes, works on multis, works on commercial, works on industrial. So um, have you had any of your students or, or you personally, you said your office, do you, do you, have you done that on other deals as well outside of single, single family? Yeah, so we did the office building about a year and a half now ago. Um, it's a 20-year deal. The owner didn't want it because people wow. said, why would they do that? Well, because there's a lot of properties that are free and clear. This guy was free and clear that want a nice cash flow stream or estate planning. He's 70 years old and gave me a 20-year note Yeah, uh, with no personal signature. We will not sign personally after the 08 debacle. So we did that one. We did a six-unit and a four-unit inside of a self-directed IRA. Those are owner financing, no money down, debt-free properties. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot out there. A third of the properties in the United States are debt-free. And if mm. you do those right and you get at least four-year terms without getting into the, the nitty-gritty weeds, there's six-figure deals. Every single one of them predictable. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm writing this down. A third of all properties in the U.S. are, are debt-free. That's, yep. that's a big number. I didn't realize that. It is. Yeah. Big pond of fishing. Yeah. Um, so so walk us through. So you're, you're basically building a list of leads with your VAs of, of basically properties that are more likely to go towards seller financing. Um, 
and then walk us through what are typical terms on those deals. Okay, so pre-COVID, well, luckily for us, we started to see, okay, maybe the market will change anyway, right? Without, a, without a, uh, an epidemic. So we started doing longer, but pre, pre about uh, 2018, before that, we were doing pretty standard three-year deals on lease purchase and four-year deals on owner financing. And even with that, our average numbers are, were like 75 grand a deal with what we call all three paydays. But then going in about a year ahead of COVID, we started working more virtual, luckily, and we started doing longer terms. We were telling all the students, look, you can weather most markets by having longer terms. So now we're structuring four to 15 year terms and that takes all the pressure and strain off. So what typically you're, you're just figuring out where does the, where does the ROI make sense and then back into what you could do on the seller financing? Uh, yeah, it's pretty hard, quite honestly, even on a two or three year term for it not to make sense, it does. But, but if you want that recession resistant built in with this crazy market and look, yeah. if it came back tomorrow, Evan, you know, and I know 10 years, there'll be another crazy happening. Who knows? But yeah. so you got to build these in. And so it's not really ROI. It's what's the longest term. I want the seller to tell us if you got your price, Mr. Seller, hypothetically or a premium, what's the longest you could go? Yeah. And so some people go, well, heck, if you gave me a premium, I, I can go 10 years. You'd be surprised. They'll just tell you. And especially now their expectations are lower. They want a solution right now. And, and, and we've got it. And so it's, it's, it's unique right now that we can help so many people. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that is really unique. I, I've, I've talked through that structure um, with a few other investor partners of mine. Um, and it is powerful if you can get the, if you can get the right terms with seller financing, it's, it unlocks some, some great returns uh, and some great deals that maybe you wouldn't have had the access to previously. Yeah. And, and, and also a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are savvy enough, financially smart enough. They go, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to use a realtor. So a lot of these deals are like, if yeah. like the for sale by owner or the for rent by owner or just property owners that are free and clear, you can buy the list. But those are, those are pretty cool deals because you could live in that market forever. Free and clear. Yeah. And as far as what, what kind of terms you look for, is it, is it, are you paying interest on it? Are you putting anything down? What does that look like? Okay. On the owner financing, we don't put money down. Now, are there exceptions to anything I answer? Of course. We have an oceanfront property, a place called Cape Cod on the water. Yeah. Right now, it's on the market. And we bought it for nine fifty dollars from a realtor, mind you. And we did owner financing, $950,000. Owner financing, $2,500 a month, principal only. That's typically what we do. Um, now, that's been extended a few times, but it's still principal only. Yeah. And... Um, she actually ended up living in the house for a little bit. So the deal got even sweeter than we thought originally, but most people would say, okay, why would a realtor do that? And why would anyone do self-financing? Look, everybody has a different scenario. She has a, had a sick mom and had all these things going on. We fixed the issue. Yeah. Um, so that didn't answer your, your, your first question. What was the gist of your first question? Cause I get off tangent. No, I think, I think you answered it. My okay. question was basically, um, returns or no, sorry, uh, interest rate and, are you uh, putting anything oh, down? Oh, down. Sorry. So that house, we put nine grand down. That, that broke the rule. Yeah. But she also paid her own closing costs. So typically, if we say no money down, Evan, you're going to be like, well, who's paying my transfer tax if that state has it? So it just depends yeah. on the deal. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, um, it's funny you mentioned this. I, I've, I've, I, I had not known of your business model until maybe 
like a month ago when an investor partner of ours had kind of described it very similar. And I was like, man, I, light, light bulb clicked. I'm like, yeah, that makes a, a ton of sense. Um, if you can get that, especially just paying down principal with no interest. Um, and, and you're right, getting as long a term as possible, as long as the seller's comfortable with the longest term, then. Think of the market putting... hedge there. I mean, just do the math on that big house. Yeah. That's an exception, right? That's a bigger house. But 2,500 a month is 30,000 a year in principle. We've been, we've been at this deal now. We're in our third year. She just moved out. She opted to stay there and give us the principal credit without us paying. This is a crazy deal. Then she just left and now we have another four years left. Well, 30 times four is 120 grand off the top. That's a 10 or 12% shift right there from what we bought it at. Yeah. And that's, and you're basically making it on like a payment would be like on a 30 year AM. Well, we are good. This is a good question too, because we are cognizant of that when we negotiate with sellers, we'll, we'll say something like, listen, Evan, um, if a buyer comes in and puts 20% down, they're going to be around this number after taxes. So we kind of have to create a spread here. We can't just be in this for nothing. So that's how we get to our number and something that works for them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because remember we're putting buyers in these homes, all of them yeah. that need time for credit repair or down payment or seasoning as a self-employed, whatever it is. And right now there's a boatload of them who can't get financing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is um, interesting timing with, with COVID and everything going yeah. on. Um, so, so you get it under the, the seller financing or some structure of that. Uh, and then, you're saying you'll find a buyer, a rent to own buyer on the back end? That's how we do uh, 90 something percent of them. And then as a pivot in a minute, I'll tell you. But yes, we look for tenant buyers, but here's the big caveat. Because you know the market and a lot of the educators. That you can go on YouTube right now and you will find educators that publicly say, which is crazy. Yeah, you do the rent to own, you stick a buyer in there, collect a non-refundable, and if they don't close, it's okay, just do it again. Okay. They might have their agreements set up to handle that legally, but that's morally and ethically stinks and you're not gonna be in business too long in my opinion. So what we do is with the buyers, we vet them very detailed. So they're gonna go through a mortgage officer, they're gonna go through credit uh, enhancement and we're gonna come out of that with a mortgage ready plan, we call it. Now if the mortgage ready plan, hmm. so, you, so you're my buyer, says, well, Chris has a 36 month term with the company, this buyer can be mortgage ready in 24. Okay, I can live with that. I need a little buffer there because I'm supposed to cash that house out. Yeah. So that's how we make sure the buyers are going to succeed. And then we approve them to go in the house, not before. We're just chucking, throw it against the wall and hope they, yeah. you know, it's just a headache. You, I don't know how you can sleep with that, but some people do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, it makes a lot of sense. If you're, you're basically pre-vetting, you're, you're making sure they're eventually going to be mortgage ready uh, by the time it comes due where, where they need to, you know, sign the loan and, and fully purchase it. Yeah. Now, so this begs someone listening going, well, okay, so do they all cash out? No, life happens and two to 5% of these per year, maybe one year might be 10%, it might be none, but they have life events. And let me tell you that almost every one of them, Evan, that could happen, I think has happened to us now. So death, divorce, um, two females splitting up, so only one could not afford it. Uh, everything you could throw at me has happened. And so you pivot, you either resell or you renegotiate. With the, there's a pivot for everything if you do it right. And so how long do you typically hold on to the, on average properties until you, you finish the sale? Yeah. Okay. So this is an interesting one because if I have a term with you, my seller at 36 months, I didn't know, I didn't, cause we didn't even talk about longer term or subject to or anything like that. I'm just talking about like a standard process. 
if we only have three years, I'm going to have my foot on the gas pedal with that buyer to make sure they're hitting every checkpoint because if they don't, we're both messed up. If I have a five or 10 year term, I'm going to say this to the buyer. We just had a buyer meeting yesterday. My son did this. We own the house outright. We did. We bought it subject to the existing financing. And he said to the buyer, the buyer had 10% down, a little more, like 30 grand down. And now a nice surprise after they're in the meeting with us, we say, look, you're going to be mortgage ready. It says within 24 months. They said, yeah, yeah, we're excited for you guys to help us. And he said to them, well, look, if you don't miss a payment and over time you get this deposit up to 20%, take your time. We have no rush. We will own a finance you. You'll never have to go to the bank and all the hoops you got to jump through and all the red tape and all the fees and they're ecstatic. So then we'll switch them to with incentive to a uh, owner financing deal. And that goes, that's a 20 year deal for my grandkids, right? That just keeps going. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and, and as far as how the transition works from like, is it a, is it typically lease to own where part of their or rent to own where part of their uh, monthly rent is going towards a down payment? We don't credit them because our theory, and we tell them this, yeah. our theory is, look, Mr. And Mrs. Buyer, if we credit you principal, you're going to go get a loan and have sticker shock. Like, why would you go get a loan? There's very little principal at the beginning of a loan. So no, we don't. It's a, it's a straight lease. We're getting all the principal pay down. They're not getting anything because they want, we want them to have incentive to get their butt mortgage ready and get in there and own it. That's the idea, not to cushion it. Now, have we ever, yeah, on occasion we have, but we have something that's even better. We call it equity enhancement program. We say anything above your lease with a cap of $500 in a given month for obvious reasons when I explain it, you like you put $300 extra down, we're going to credit the price $150 and you get your 150, uh, you get your 300 credit, but we're going to also credit your price $150. So we give them incentive to, to provide extra cash flow and get more invested in the home. They don't all take advantage of it, but we offer it. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and so you've been able to, since COVID, kind of turn up the heat on the deal flow. Uh, yeah, knock on wood. And, and it's a sad time for some people. But yeah, we, we are over the top busy and over the top busy with our associates around the country. Uh, again, March, April, May consecutively within one deal of each, of each other. So I think it went 25, 24, 25 or something like that. Deals per month. Wow. And prior to that, uh, it was probably hitting, yeah, the 9 to 15 mark. And as far as, um, as far as kind of where you see this going long-term with banks kind of pulling back on mortgages and mortgage mm -hmm. approvals or, or upping mortgage requirements, um, what do you see as far as like kind of the, the short to long-term um, future of this model? Well, the trend already was, so I'm going to continue what I've been saying, but I think it's just going to go faster. The trend was more transactions done in the United States on terms, owner financing and lease purchase. It's been done yeah. since late 1800s. It's just that it's not mainstream. Yeah. So in the 90s, if it was two or three percent of the transactions, it's in the teens now. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing I'm pretty close to that. So it's growing every year. And that's really good news for buyers, sellers, and investors. It really is because you don't have to deal with the banks. And if you're a banker, I'm sorry, but it's just a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I would tend to agree. I mean, if there's a way where you can, um, get into a home easier and more smoothly and kind of on negotiable terms and not be at the mercy of a bank, uh, especially if you're maybe may not work at a bank right now, um, right. then why not? Yeah, I can tell you that my building would have been, well, it's a commercial building. So it would have been probably 25, 30% down, certainly after COVID yeah. now. Yes. 
They want reserves probably for a year and a half. They want 750 credit. Instead, I signed as a, as a manager of my LLC and I have a note and pay the owner every month. I don't hear from him. He doesn't hear from me. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I love it. Um, well, how, how can, if one of our monumental listeners, if they're listening right now um, and they want to explore and, and possibly implement this model, uh, what would you, where would you point them to? Um, I'm big on free for starters, just so you know, because I'm not so naive to think our niche is the only niche people are going to attach to. I happen to think it's the best niche now, but I have a biased opinion <laughs> about what I do, uh, but it's tested. So, so it's true. Um, they can go to YouTube. We have about uh, on a smart real estate coach channel. We have probably 110 deals, like all of our deals and our students deals are posted with the good, the bad, the ugly, like we showed on a whiteboard. So that'll get you to say, Oh, okay. I see how they're profiting. I can see myself attached to that. Uh, free also would be our webinar. If they don't mind listening to me for another hour, they get a pretty content rich. I only can do so much in an hour, but then I show them how they can get to the academy if they want it and learn more. So those two things are cool. And I'm happy to for your audience, especially with COVID. Uh, I don't know if the girls gave you a link, but I'm happy to give you a link where they can just go and say they heard you and I, and they'll get the Amazon bestseller for free. It would be electronic now because it's shipping, but they'll get it for free. They don't have to go to Amazon. Yeah, that'd be great. Can we do um, that? Yeah, we'll it's put that in the, uh, in the show notes. Cool. It's just uh, free S-R-E-C. So that stands for Smart Real Estate Coach. Free S-R-E-C book.com. And you'll literally, we'll get it right out by email once you, once you put your information in. You won't pay a dime. And that'll be the, the, the real estate on your terms. All right, guys. Free, free knowledge, um, free tools, free behind the scenes from Chris. Take him up on that. Um, so Chris per, per deal, what's on average, what is, could somebody expect to make for cash flow? We call it the three payday system, which is, um, like literally right now being trademarked by us as no one else does it. Payday one is, um, when the down payment comes in, payday two is the monthly spread and payday three is the cash out the back end. Those average for our family business around 75,000, all three paydays. And for the students around the country, it's a wide range because we're all over the country. Lower 45,000 out in Arizona, lower end, and high of 250 and up per deal out in California. Mm. We just had a student in DC do a one, it was like 166 or 186, and we had a student in California do a 200. Uh, wow. That's pretty hefty numbers. So you don't have to do like, you don't have to do 30 of those a year yourself, right? You do a few. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, and so what typically like, what is the, the lead time for somebody getting their first deal? Great question. Because as a company, we focus on what we call TTFD. I don't think anyone's asked me this either. Time to first deal. As I was telling you before we went live, we don't, I, I frankly don't care who's buying product, who's buying what in the market. I want to know who's doing deals and how fast can we get them to there. Last week, we had a, a 90 day, we have a program called 90 Day Jumpstart. We had a 90 Day Jumpstart student take their first property in 60 days. That's really neat. And then we had a 72. But overall average, was six months. We're trying to get it down to 120 time to first deal. That's our goal as a company. Uh, and we're getting there. Those two things just drag the average right down. That's great. It's time. Yeah. I'm not going to be the one ever to say, yep, easy, do it tomorrow. No, simple, but not easy. It takes time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think with, with anything worthwhile, it's going to take time, investment, knowledge, um, sweat equity to, to, to learn the craft and be a master of the craft. Um, but it helps to have mentors and have someone teaching you the ropes that's already done it many times over. 
Yeah, I had a guy, quick story, then I'll, and I'll be quiet for you so I don't go over. I had a guy in Colorado say, okay, he makes like whatever it was, 70 grand in his job. And he said, my goal is this, it was big. I said, okay, I can get you there, but please don't get frustrated because we got to get you mentally there first. This is not just skill set. I can teach skill sets to everybody. We put a lot of mental work into this. So it took him, so he has first closing almost a year, but he's done three owner financing deals now in the last four months, all over a hundred grand. Hmm. So manage wow. expectations. And as far as, um, as far as that's a good question, as far as uh, big picture, uh, mental, you, you talked about how important it is to mentally get yourself there. Um, what does that look like? Like, what does that teaching look like for you? Um, it's custom because we have like weekly group calls. Now we have one-on-one -on -one calls. So it's going to be custom to the people. Uh, but we've done things like team up with Dr. This woman, Dr. Amanda's bring her to our events. So, like we only bring people that we've done work with Dr. Joe Vitale. I think practically everybody knows him. He was in the secret. He's written 70 books. We co-authored a program that's on our website that's called The 31-Day Billionaire. Things like that. So when someone's off, I can say, hey, have you gone through The 31-Day Billionaire? Have you watched those videos every day for 31? No, that's your next step. So we're working on that constantly, bringing people to the table that we use as coaches so they can use them and be better. Yeah, that's great. And what is, what is could you give us like a sneak peek of what The 31-Day Billionaire is like? Yeah, so Joe Vitale was a speaker at 2018 event, and we took a bunch of that footage, and then we custom did footage, and we made an eight to an 18-minute video daily for 31 days, and it's all to do with discipline, mindset, habits, daily rituals, and then, of course, related to real estate, because it's Joe, myself, my son, Nick, and my son-in-law, Zach, and it moves quickly, because it's just one quick video a day. Uh, we have our associates go through it a few times, like, do it now, do it in three months, because it just keeps you tuned. Yeah, that's great. Um, and as far as, so really the, the overarching, like what you're talking about, buying real buying and selling real estate on terms, that's kind of what we talked about, the, the seller financing and also rent to own, lease to own model. Yep. yep. Love it. Um, as far as kind of what's next for, for Chris and Smart Real Estate Coach, uh, big vision and, and also big why. What does that look like for you? Well, we wrote a five-year mission that ends in 2022 to complete 1,500 transactions with our students, not ours. And so they know that, we know that, we're on the same page to make that happen. So the new person coming in knows that and everything we do decision-wise is based on hitting that, which we call the Kingdom Tower mission. So that's the company side of things. Um, the why is simply, I mean, you can say this a lot of different ways, but it's simply so you have the choice, like to do what you want, when you want, not worrying about it when you put your head down at night. Because especially now, a lot of people are second guessing, like, am I going to fly? Do I want to go back or not? Like, no, you don't have to. With those kind of numbers I'm talking about, you can do literally whatever you want from where you want virtually and have a great lifestyle. So why, why not would be the question. Yeah, I love that. Um, and really that goes into you know, continuing to, to impact others, help others, uh, teach others what you're doing and getting to that big number where you have a bunch of your students and associates doing, doing those deals. Yeah. It's neat to see. It really is. That's awesome. Um, and then, and then we touched on right before we hopped on the podcast about, uh, your monumental impact and, and what you're doing there. Um, let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah. I call it the perfect triangle. I kind of did it right when COVID was hitting, not, 
not 100% knowing where we are going with it, but the perfect triangle is this, and I really think we're in it, us as a community. We call it the Wicked Smart Community, by the way, for the New England. I like um, it. One side of the triangle is really being part of a movement, for lack of a better word, that's fixing something. And then second part of the triangle, if you will, will be on the right side, would be because of that, you're changing lives. So the first part's easy, attached with something or someone or a community. Okay, okay, good. Second part of, of changing lives, you got to be good. You got to know what you're doing. So that's skill set. And then the third part, bottom of the triangle is then get paid well to do it. So I'm not talking about just doing something. I'm talking about really doubling down and doing it well. And that's the perfect triangle that we feel the community's in right now. And they're experiencing it mentally, financially, and it's, it's neat. And we have a chance to help a whole bunch of people. Listen, this is like, you're, if you help a seller do a deal or a buyer get into a home, you just change them generationally because they thought, I'm telling you, most of them think they're done. They can't do it. I can't sell. I guess I got to wait. I can't buy. I guess I'll never own a home. Yeah. You've heard this. So you're changing generations by, by doing this. That's the positive. Yeah, exactly. And as far as that, that fixing, giving back, um, that's really comes down to what you're, the families you're serving by helping them get into homes that wouldn't normally have that opportunity. Absolutely. So, so even myself and my son, Nick, we used to be realtors at one time. And I remember him saying when he, when he went full time with me, he said, wow, it's so much more healthier is the word he used. No one's bickering. No, everybody's on the same team. It's a win, win, win. Yeah. I love that. Um, well with that, let's, let's dive into our monumental questions. What does success mean to you? I kind of said it indirectly with that last question and it was being able to like literally when you get up in the morning doing whatever you want with who you want as long as you want whether that's doing a deal because you love it or whether that's going to the beach because you love it but not thinking about it not saying it's oh well maybe if I save up x no just on a bridge I can do whatever the heck I want that's pretty neat for anyone in yeah. any niche I love it um, what about daily habits or morning rituals that you have um, especially from being home, the gym's closed. I'm pretty dead set on uh, workout and then some journaling, usually just a few minutes so people don't get overwhelmed, like usually gratitude, you know, thinking about yesterday and work with some cool things and, and just being grateful for that. And then uh, meditation. And again, not long, 10 minutes, guided. You can buy an app. Those three things kick off the day and are pretty much, they'll be, I'd be hard pressed to say I didn't do it on given days, right? It's five out of seven, yeah. five to seven days. I love it. Um, what about favorite book or book you're currently reading? Current is a good way of asking because it changes right every month for anyone who's reading a lot yeah. of books. Um, I just, I'm on the last few pages of story brand. And as a result, our company powwow just last week and literally wrote and designed our story brand as a company, which wasn't hard because we're already a cool community, but it was a really neat book. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have not read that, but, um, I know he lives nearby me in Nashville really? uh, and it's been on my list. Then you should go meet him too. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Got to get him on the podcast. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, the one last thing I want to ask, is there anything else, um, any lasting advice or, or parting wisdom that you want to leave our monumental community with? Sure. I, I was obviously pretty biased and I kid around about, about our niche, but let me just say this. You, it doesn't matter if it's our niche. It doesn't matter if it's a restaurant. It doesn't like, it doesn't matter what, this is applied to, but if you do these three things, one, pick something or a niche in real estate or, or, or a business or a cause you love. Then second, find someone doing it currently, not they did it 20 years ago, so there's some guru, but they're doing it and they're where you wanna be. 
and they line up with you value-wise. And third, this is the hard part, easier said than done, put the blinders on for 36 months. I don't care what business it is. Put the blinders on for 36 months. Don't get distracted by a shiny object. I, I can promise you you'll have a great experience. If we never talked again and you did that with whatever you're going to attack next. That's great. I, I've honestly, I've never heard anybody say 36 months. I've heard six months, nine months, 12 months, 18 months, but I, I think you're right. I, it, it's the long game in so many cases. If you look at anyone that's truly successful and living life on their terms, it's because they devoted their time and energy and, and brain power and mindset toward one particular niche or craft and they became the best that they could be at. Yeah, so you, you nailed it. It's like if I, if a student says to me, well, you told me your average days is four to six months. Okay, I'll commit for a year. No, because you're going to hit a roadblock and go, oh, it's only four months away. I'm, I'm done now. But yeah. if you say 36 months, you're not messing up. You're coming back to me and saying, hey, I got to fix this. I had a headache. What do I, okay, that's normal. It's called life. So let's go at this for 36 months and just keep tweaking it. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, well, thank you for that. Chris, honestly, phenomenal episode. I love the business model. I love what you're teaching. I love your energy. Uh, I love the community you've brought together and diving into all of that today on today's episode. Um, where can our monumental listeners reach out to you or connect with you? Uh, besides the book that you'll throw in the show notes, they can just go to smartrealestatecoach.com, the main site, because there's a contact button, there's a webinar, everything's right there. And I'm sure that the team can get you set up with some direct links uh, on your show notes. That'd be great. I love it. Um, well, guys, take Chris up on that. He's bringing massive value. Uh, he's teaching some amazing tools uh, that are really, really kind of unique and, and really awesome financing. Uh, so with that, guys, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to share it on social media. Let Chris know you're listening. Let, let me know you're listening. Tag both of us. Uh, and also, finally, uh, help spread the word about Monumental with your, your friends, your family, uh, and do not forget to leave a rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And guys, with that, have a monumental day. Oh,